0: So I went viral, as the kids say. I went viral, which sounds almost like something from a from a from maybe a zombie movie. Hey, where's Bill? Ah, oh, he's gone viral. He's gone viral. Anyway, I wrote something on Sunday about the uh, Milwaukee riots, about the, the incident that led to it. Seville Smith, I think that's how you pronounce his name, the young black man with the lengthy arrest record who drew a, a gun on the cops, shot and killed by a black cop in the process. And I was... Uh, well, I'm not in favor of riots or of drawing guns on the cops. I'm, I'm opposed to that. I am anti that. I am anti-rioting. Uh, I'm anti-shooting at cops. And that's my, my very radical pioneering position. And I made that clear as I've done in the past. And the post um, at this point that I wrote on Sunday has been shared like 150,000 times, over 20,000 comments haven't read anywhere close to even a fraction of them. And it's, it's sort of baffling because I didn't say anything spectacular. I didn't say anything unique. I just, it was just common sense. Like, hey, we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't be burning down buildings, guys. It's not a good idea. Well, of course, uh, because it reached so many people, I, I've been getting a ton of hate mail, death threats, a lot of death threats, a lot even by my standards. In fact, I didn't even know that the post went viral until I saw the unusual quantity of hate mail. And, and, and I saw that, you know, I got on, on Facebook on Monday morning and I saw just all of these, more than usual, just all of these, I'm going to kill you, I hope you die, just, you know, one after another, hundreds. And so I went back and I was like, what is this all coming from? And I, and I looked at the post that I'd written the day before and I saw that it had taken off and, and I thought, uh, really, that one? That one does it? Okay. But people were very upset with me. I've been called a racist about 870 other creative insults, Uh, a lot of creative, some very creative death threats that unfortunately I can't share with you because it would make my, this podcast would have to be rated NC 17, but some very creative uh, threats and, and people describing in graphic detail, how they would uh, kill me and defile me in various different ways. Sort of interesting, but what, was, what prompted all this? You know, for what reason am I getting all these lovely uh, messages? Well, because I said that you shouldn't burn down your city. You shouldn't shoot at the cops. People react very violently to that kind of statement. And why? It's a pretty basic, seemingly self-evident sort of thing, isn't it? I mean, can anyone really disagree? But people don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Black and white, by the way. Black and white. This is not a black or white thing. Black and white. In fact, some of the most vicious comments I've heard uh, in the last few days because of that post that I wrote or just in general on this issue, some of those, the most vicious comments denouncing the, hey, don't burn down your own city, don't shoot at the cops mentality have been from white people. White people who, who come in as the white knight and, and say, you know, don't hold these people responsible. You can't hold black people responsible. It's racist to do that. It's the system's fault. The system, the system, the system does everything down with the system. And you hear that and you think, well, these are patronizing white idiots who are trying to be the Caucasian savior figures. And it's virtue signaling, as they say nowadays. And that's what this is all about. And that's true. But there's something deeper, I think, because black or white. We live in a culture where people simply don't want to be told that they're responsible for their own choices. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that anybody is responsible for their own choice. And it's, it's funny when you think about it, because in a culture that's utterly obsessed with choice, in a culture where people say they're pro-choice, which is a, a statement that none of these people actually believe, I'm pro-choice. So you're, you're in favor of choice and gen- you just uh, choice. You're always in favor of people choosing no matter what the situation. And what you find is that often the people who identify themselves as pro choice are actually the most anti choice because they believe in that you should make a certain kind of choice in a very limited circumstance. And that in so many other circumstances, you should be given no choice at all or a very, or a very select uh, few choices. But still people say I'm pro choice. And we live in a culture where we need the ability to choose to choose anything. You know, choose between an infinite array of, of options in, in, uh, in many circumstances. Choose between 800 different TV channels. Choose between 14 different fast food places in one city block. Choose, 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 choose. We have to choose. We always need our choices, supposedly, in this culture. But, but, we're so hostile to the idea that we ought to be responsible for those choices. We're very excited about choices, but nobody should ever be held accountable for the choices that they make. We want to choose, choose to set a building on fire, choose to draw a gun on the cops, choose to kill our babies in the womb, but we shouldn't suffer any consequences for those choices. None, no consequences. There should never be any consequences. And nobody should ever even speak about our choice as if it was a choice. And that's why it's funny that, that so often the people who, who clamor about the need for choice and about their right to choose will then justify the, the choice by saying they had no choice. So therefore, you cannot hold them responsible for the choice. Have you noticed that? And that's why you have white folks from the suburbs making excuses for rioters, for people who attack cops and for all the rest of it, because what they're really defending is their own right to do whatever they want without being held to account. Nobody wants to be accountable. And that's really become one of the main ideological dividing lines in some ways, the main ideological dividing line in America. You've got people who think individuals should be accountable for their choices. It's a very small number of people and you've got the rest who say otherwise who say individuals are never accountable for their choices. It's the system's fault. It's racism's fault. It's racism's fault. It's the the fault of the environment, of circumstance, of mental illness, of laws, of, of guns, of just anything. It's never the fault of the person. Nobody ever just chose to do something. They always had to do it. They were programmed, they were conditioned. It's never anyone's fault. Nothing is anyone's fault ever. Nobody can be blamed for anything. So you look in the inner city, just as an example, all these riots, protests, complaints about systematic racism. Meanwhile, 80% of kids grow up without fathers in the home, in the inner city. 80%. 80%. What does that mean? Not only are the men choosing to leave their kids, but the women are choosing to shack up with losers. And then when, when the loser leaves, they move on to another loser and so on, unto infinity. And then they always complain about the men. But there they go to those men. They go to those kind of men every single time. It's not just, it's, it's not just women in the inner city, by the way. It's a cultural problem across, across the board that women do this. Yeah, we blame the men a lot, and we should, for leaving their kids, for not being responsible, for being losers, for being jerks. Yeah, blame them. But at the same time, who, what are these women doing? What are, these, are, these, are they children? Do they not know what they're doing? A woman shacks up with a guy. Everyone around her can see the, what, what kind of guy that is. Everyone can see. The whole world can see what kind of man that is. The whole world can predict what's going to happen. And what? She can't see it? She, no, she can see it. She doesn't care. And she doesn't think she should be held responsible for that choice either. And the man shouldn't be held responsible. Nobody's responsible. Our lives are falling apart. Our families are falling apart. Nobody is ever responsible for it. Nobody. So if we're looking to solve the problems anywhere, but particularly in the inner city, how are we not starting here? Right here. How is this not the starting point? Hey, you know, here's what you do. If you want to fix all the problems in the inner city, if you want to fix the problems anywhere, you get married first, you have kids, you stay together. Boom. Fixed. Fixed. If even like 60 or 70%, I'm not talking 100%. Let's not be utopian. If like 60 or 70% of inner city families work that way, just 60 or 70%. Let's just go six. Let's go to the lower end. 60. More than half. If slightly more than half of the families in the inner city involved a mother and a father married in the home together, then these problems would disappear. They would dissolve almost overnight. It's not that hard, is it? It's not that hard. It's not that hard to do. It's a little bit of discipline, a little bit of self-control, just a little bit, a little bit of accountability, a little bit of concern for other people other than yourself, just a little bit exercise just that little bit of accountability and things would just the improvement would be so drastic that you would think that we had all fallen asleep together and we were in some dream world that's how quick and how dramatic the change would be you certainly wouldn't have 19 year olds out there getting shot by the cops why is that because they wouldn't be committing 18 different crimes in a day and then provoking violent inter- altercations with law enforcement when they show up. That doesn't happen if your kids are raised right. Look, I know, I have kids, they're, they're very young, and I know that they're going to grow up and they're going to become teenagers, they're going to be impacted, affected by the culture, influenced, Even no matter what I do, that's going to happen to a certain extent. Um, and so you never know what could happen with your kids. But I feel fairly certain, fairly certain, that if you raise your kids right and if you're there and you're present and you're providing a good example, you're not going to have an 18 or 19-year-old kid out there getting shot by the cops. Okay, He's not going to be out there drawing a gun. That's, if your 18 or 19-year-old kid is drawing a gun on the cops, drawing a gun on the cops, for God's sake, that is, it's almost certain that you have failed as a parent. And it's not a nice thing to say, but it's a fact of the matter. Because kids will make a lot of mistakes. But if they're making that mistake, if they're making that mistake, then this is a kid who just has no, no uh, role model, no guidance at all. Practically none. Okay? That's what it comes down to. But why can't we say this? Why can't we talk about it? Why are we complaining about the system when the system never caused a man to impregnate eight different women and leave all those kids fatherless. The system never caused a woman to jump into the sack with some jerk that she knows will be gone in the morning. The system didn't do that. The system did not do that. The system is not causing people to make stupid, childish, self destructive choices. People are doing that. Now, it's true the system is uh, the government system, the welfare system is designed to encourage those sorts of things designed to make self-destructive lifestyles comfortable and possible feasible that's true but it can't cause you to do it it can't make you do it politician cannot make you do it people have to do it on their own people are doing that individuals individuals so how do we fix it well not to oversimplify but individuals need to make better choices Okay? Individuals need to make better choices. How is that not step number one? Step number one, make better choices with your life. But you can't talk about that, though. Nobody wants to be responsible, held responsible. And that's why even the white crackers who've never stepped foot in the inner city will react with horror, with with offense... If you say, hey, maybe the inner city black community should stop destroying itself on purpose. They react that way because of the implic. It's not just that they're politically correct and they're trying to be the patronizing white knights. That's part of it. But the reason why even white people will react that way to a statement that, you know, there's not a lot of white people in the inner city, so it doesn't largely include them specifically but they react that way because of the implications the statement has on their own lives because it's not just the inner city this that's a a microcosm uh it's a manifest a very violent chaotic uh, tragic manifestation of a cultural problem that's widespread and that affects and infects everybody in all communities white and black because even the white people The reason why they react that way and said you can't hold the black community in the inner city responsible or accountable. They say that because they themselves don't want to live in a world, in a culture where people are expected to be responsible. They want to cast off the blame for their own failures. They want to do the same thing. Now, they might not be interested in starting a riot, although that does happen. But that might not be And they might not be out there drawing their guns on cops. But they do want someone else to foot not only the bill but the blame for their lives that's what bernie sanders was all about those were mostly white bread suburbanites following him around and they were looking for the exact same thing they wanted the same excuses for their lives That's what all this you know college loan forgiveness is about you know that's not saying hey someone else should foot the bill for my college some, someone else should pay for my for my college education that I made the choice I made the choice to go and buy saying that you know that's not as dramatic as burning down a CVS or a gas station but it's uh but morally it's pretty much the same thing it's destructive and you're trying to take from someone else what does not belong to you because my money that I earn And yeah, I go out and I mean, look, the way that we, that we choose to spend our own money and my family, it's my business. But we do believe as we've been called by, by Christ to to help the less fortunate. And we do do that, but my money that I earn should not, and will not go to some college kid who doesn't want to pay off his loans. That's not my problem. Not my responsibility. I'm not taking care of it. That's on you. That is on you. But people, they don't want to be responsible. And then we get to this election. Okay? Here we are at this election with Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And somehow, somehow, these are the two worst candidates any of us have ever seen. Historically bad. Awful. You know, terrible. I- even if you're going to vote for Trump, you have to recognize that. There's no getting around it. I mean, this, this is embarrassing. It's a national disgrace. We've brought shame to our nation with this election. It's, it's it's shameful, but you know what's so strange? It's incredible that this is nobody's fault either. Even this is nobody's fault. Nobody's accountable for this one either. Have you noticed that? Just like every other election, every election we have, it's nobody's fault. We end up with these politicians. Nobody is responsible for it. It's it's all the system. It's all the politicians. And we talk about this election like we talk about every other election, like it just fell from the sky, like there weren't millions and millions and millions of Americans who went to the polls and nominated on purpose these two unfit pathological liars, as if you didn't have millions and millions and millions of Americans who said, I am going to purposefully choose Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. I'm going to make that our choice for the general election. But the way that we talk about it is as if that didn't happen. As if the system just assigned these people to us. And I know you're going to say, well, there's corruption, there's this, that. Yeah, there is. But you know what? You know what? E- even among, and that what the DNC did to ensure the nomination for, for Hillary Clinton, yeah, that was awful, it was corrupt, let's, ho- let's, help, let's hold them accountable too. But guess what? If, if a vast majority of Democrats had gone to the polls and voted for someone other than Hillary Clinton, then Hillary wouldn't be, wouldn't be the nominee. Hillary Clinton should receive no, nom- no votes from anyone in a primary. You know, any, any American who has a brain, any mature adult American with a brain, there is no way they could possibly nominate Hillary Clinton, who is a crook, a criminal, and everybody knows it so she should receive no votes at all and i'll tell you something no matter it doesn't matter how corrupt the system is if hillary clinton had received no votes rather than millions upon millions she would not be the nominee right now yeah the dnc is pretty corrupt but they and they can and they could pull a lot of tricks that's one trick they can't pull they cannot fabricate 10 million votes They, they can't do it and they didn't do it the fact is millions of americans said yeah we want hillary A bunch of Americans didn't want her, but millions of Americans chose her. They chose her. That's what it comes down to. If they hadn't, then we wouldn't have her. Same goes for Donald Trump. But do we take responsibility for that? No, we don't. Nobody's responsible. Even the people who did this to us, who put us in this position where no matter what, we're going to have a pathological, narcissist, liar, unfit for the presidency in the Oval Office. Even those people, it's not their fault because they were angry, because they were whatever. They were upset about whatever. They were having a hissy fit, and here we are, and it's nobody's fault. It's the system again, the media, the government, anyone but us, anyone but us. It's never our fault. We go to the polls every two years, and we, on purpose, vote for imbeciles. We vote for the imbeciles that now occupy many of these offices. You, you, you look at any of the, take any one particular imbecile who is right now a senator or a congressman or a president, and every single one of them, they are there because the American people put them there on purpose, and they didn't have to. No matter what anyone says, it doesn't have to be that way. There actually is no gun to our head forcing us to vote these people in office. Maybe eventually we'll get to that point. And guess what? When we get to that point, whose fault is that? Ours. Because we allowed it to. When we get to that point of outright tyranny, we allowed it. That's on us. We chose it. We chose it. But right now, we're not there. So, you know, Nancy Pelosi, she's there because... Hundreds of thousands of people chose to put her there. And they chose to put her there again and again and again and again. And, again. and that, the same goes for all of them. The same goes for all of them. It doesn't have to be that way. We can all go to the polls and vote for literally whoever we want. Whoever we want. We can vote for anyone we want. And we choose, we choose these people. Yeah, the media manipulates the system. But we still have agency. We have free will. We can do what we want we can do what it doesn't matter what the media says you know that's the thing about blaming the media okay especially in this day and age when we all have access to so much information and you don't have to get your news from the mainstream media if you choose to then you choose to but when we talk about the media we blame the media for you know for putting us in this position what we're really saying is that the american people are stupid because the media the, the only thing the media can do is just tell really obvious lies to people, and it's up to the people to believe it. The media can try to encourage us to act a certain way, and yeah, when they do that, that's biased, that's corrupt, but the people have to choose to go along with it. The people have to choose to be influenced by CNN, MSNBC. The people have to make that choice. The media only has the power we give them, so we blame the media. Again, we're blaming the people for being too stupid— To reject these influences and exercise agency over their own lives. So again, we blame the people. At a certain point, whether it's politics, problems in the inner city, problems in our own lives individually, at a certain point, we have to say, okay, we're choosing to be miserable. We are choosing to let our country fall apart. We are doing this. This is our fault. We have power. We do have power. We have power over our own lives. If you, let me tell you something. If you want to be happy, if you really want to be happy, um, if you really want to be fulfilled in your life, then you can, you can be. You can be. But it requires sacrifice and it requires making the right choices. It requires earning it. You know, looking for a deeper happiness and a deeper satisfaction, something deeper beneath the, you know, frivolity beneath the, 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 the little pleasures that we all chase. If you make that your entire life, you're going to be miserable and it's going to be your fault because you chose to make it your whole life. But if you search for something deeper and something more fulfilling, you can find it. Anyone can, if you search for it, but we choose not to individually and collectively because collectively, we have power not only over, over our own lives individually, but collectively over the country. We do have that power, but we've used it to this end, to this end. This is us. This is what we did. Listen, I know that this is not a popular message. People don't want to hear it. And it's a lot more popular to blame everybody else, blame the media, blame the government, there's plenty of blaming to do there, and I do it all the time. We all do it. You know, we all do it, but I, I get sick of it after a while. I just get so sick of it because it doesn't amount to anything. We just complain about all these, you know, far-off villains and, and these shadowy bad guys who are pulling the strings and causing all the problems, and it's just, what does it amount to? And meanwhile, we look around in our own lives, and we're doing nothing to improve them. Nothing making no effort at all a lot of us no effort and nobody ever wants to talk about that because it makes us uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable just saying all of this not because I'm worried I'm going to upset people I don't care about that I'm really honest I'm at a point where uh I don't know how much I'm going to survive in this in this field because I really met a point I just don't care about it I just I really don't care anymore who I upset. It just, it doesn't matter. Then if I scare everybody away, then fine. Cause I just, I can't do it anymore. There's just so much BS, so much nonsense that's said by everyone, I'm just drowning in it. And the real tough points, you know, the things that would actually make things better, the, 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 the truths that need to be discussed. Nobody wants to talk about them. So, you know, I'll talk about them and whatever happens happens. I don't care anymore. So but when I say I'm uncomfortable talking about it, I mean, I'm I'm uncomfortable because I look even at my own life. I, I don't I don't like yeah. You know, I'm just like anyone else. I, you know, I can be weak and I, and I prefer I would prefer. Yeah, I look at all the problems in my life, the things that make me unhappy, this and that. And um, and I would prefer to be able to blame somebody else for sure. If I could, I, I would prefer it. And there are plenty of times in my life when I try to or when I want to, when I tell myself I'm rationalizing, I'm thinking of all these, you know, of all the things, all the factors, all the environmental factors I can blame for everything. And it doesn't make me comfortable to confront my life and say, you know what, I actually have control. And I can be the kind of man that I want to be. I can be that. And if I'm not, it's because I chose not to be. Because the effort required to become what I want to become is more than I am willing to expend. It's hard for me to say that. I don't like that. I don't like thinking about it. Because it's uncomfortable. But we have to. Because we are, I mean, this, I really believe this country is falling apart. And it's our fault it is our fault that's the truth i'm sorry to say that is just the truth that, that's gonna do it for me i'll talk to you guys next time godspeed everybody